Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco. Or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Photo Taco on the Improved Photography Network. I'm your host, Jeff Harmon. Thanks for spending a few minutes of your day with me. In this episode, I'm going to share the top 10 things I learned from the Improved Photography Retreat that I was part of this past week as I record this episode here in mid-March 2017. The episode may feel a lot like an ad for the retreat, and I guess it sort of is, but, but I think that the things I learned during the retreat are common things everyone can expect to learn or get out of other photography conferences and workshops. And I'd really encourage you to consider doing something like that if you want to improve your photography. The retreat was the first photography conference Improved Photography has done, but it was also the first photography conference I've attended personally. So I thought sharing what I took away from the experience would be of benefit to you great listeners who may not have been sure what it would be like or why you might want to consider doing it. Before I get to that, I want to do a quick shout out to the five people I had in my pre-retreat workshop. I got to meet five incredible photographers and work with each one of them one-on-one to learn more about how to use their cameras. Hector, Joey, Monroe, Hans, Kathy, thank you so much for joining me at the retreat and allowing me to get to know each one of you and learning together over the entire week. I had so much fun at the retreat. I still can't stop thinking about it. For those of you who missed out on the retreat in 2017, it was announced that there will be a retreat in 2018 and it's going to be held in South Carolina this time. We don't have dates or prices or any way to buy tickets yet, but stay tuned here and to the Improved Photography Podcast where we'll fill you in as soon as that information is available. Now to the top 10 things I learned at the retreat here in 2017. Number one, if you're looking for a like relaxing vacation kind of thing where you're going to occasionally shoot, maybe learn a little bit about your camera, but have more of a vacation, rest, relaxation sort of feel, that's probably not exactly what you'd have your experience be during the conference. Not that anyone cared a bit. I think all of us loved that we were busy constantly. There was so much to do during the conference. There were lots of people that got very little sleep because there was so much to do, so much to learn, so many things to experience. There were so many types of photography available, and I have more of that on another tip in a second. It was exhausting. It truly, truly was exhausting, but it was so much fun. It was just amazing to be there with all of those amazing photographers and people, be able to work together, grow together, learn together. It was a really fabulous experience. It just wasn't a kick your shoes off, lean back and relax kind of vacation. So if that's what you're looking for, I don't know, maybe other conferences would be more that way. Our retreats on purpose are designed to maximize the learning experience that you can have while you're at the conference. And it was so, so much fun. So that was number one, not really a relaxing vacation. Number two, so much fun to be around a lot of photographers and share the interest of photography, kind of nerd out together. It was unexpected to me. I'd never been around 200 or so photographers who are all interested in shooting and in taking pictures. I'm used to my family, my children, and they kind of roll their eyes whenever dad takes out their camera when on when we're on vacation or traveling. Like, oh gosh, we have to sit through him taking pictures again and looking at their watch and like, oh, can we go yet? And 
none of that. It, everyone was excited. Everywhere you went, they're like, oh, we're taking photos. This is so awesome. And we had great experiences all day long to be able to work through. There wasn't, uh, when the light outside wasn't great, we were inside, we were using flash, we were doing all kinds of instruction. It was just really cool to be around so many people that were very positive and upbeat and wanted to shoot and be there. It was just unexpected to me about how much I would enjoy that kind of an environment. And I really, really loved it. I loved having all of those photographers around me and all of us learning together it was so, so great. All right, so that's number two. Being around a lot of photographers is a lot of fun. Number three, fail upwards. Now, this is something that Jim started the conference with this year. And he shared his personal story about how he kind of got improved photography going. And it went through a slow time. And he felt like a complete failure at some moments along the way. And now he's built something that's very, very successful. So many people benefiting from improved photography. And that was him failing upwards. He didn't let it get him down or keep him down at least. He failed upwards. And he shared other personal experiences too. But I identified with that completely because to me, that's one of the most powerful ways to learn is by failing. If you're not failing, you're not pushing yourself hard enough. Failing equals learning. And you learn the most sometimes, well, a lot of times, you can learn the most from completely failing and failing upwards, not letting it get you down, having an attitude that you're going to make it a learning experience and you're going to become the better for it was really, really great. And it was such a good message for Jim to start the conference off with. I think we all failed upwards the whole week learning how to shoot and a lot of things that none of us had ever done. Number four. Room to learn more about the exposure triangle for everyone from beginners to levels three or four or higher. So if you're not familiar with the photography levels, that's something that Jim has come up with after reviewing a ton of photography portfolios, doing thousands and thousands of portfolio reviews with photographers. He's been able to see a pretty good pattern and there's seven levels of photography that he's come up with where you can kind of determine what level you are based on things like how consistently you are, are nailing the focus, how consistently you're getting the exposure triangle, how consistently you're finding good compositions and dramatic light. And uh, based on those kinds of factors, you can do like a self-evaluation to figure out what photography level you are. And I think I may do a photo taco episode just on that in a little bit. So stay tuned. If you haven't seen that, then stay tuned and, and you'll hear more of that. But it is in the photography start course that I'm going to talk about in just a moment. But, you know, I, I learned that there were a lot of people who felt like they had totally mastered manual mode on their on their cameras. Yet, as they came to my course through the, in the conference, and they heard me go through the exposure triangle in a lot of detail, and we talked a ton about it, there were a lot of people who said, I actually learned a lot. Even though they mainly shoot in manual and they felt pretty comfortable, they learned a lot in going through kind of the basics and what it is that makes up the exposure triangle and how you can shoot in manual mode. So even if you think you really have that down, it's good to kind of go through that every once in a while, refresh your memory in some cases to see where it is that you maybe have forgotten some of the things that, that have to do with that, how to exactly define aperture and shutter speed and ISO and 
it's just really good good things to go through every once in a while. I saw that repeated a lot through the conference about how talking through those things helps people to kind of baseline again where they're at, even if they're maybe a bit more advanced photographer. All right, number five, trying other genres of photography will really stretch your skills. Now, like I said, during the day when the harsh light is outside and it's really hard to get much of a photograph of the landscape, we had tons of opportunities for people to experience other types of photography, mostly flash. There was a studio that was set up with models, there was cars, and you could bring your flashes and your lighting setups and and figure out how to use them. And there were lots and lots of people who had never done any flash photography or had only done single flash or had never actually shot a professional model, which was a totally unique and different experience when you have someone who knows how to pose and knows how to make a more dramatic shot by the way they're posing, and you just have to light them well. It's different. Even if you shot family portraits or other things where you are, you feel like you're pretty comfortable with flash, it's a different experience to shoot a professional model. And, uh, and I think it stretched a lot of people's skills, and they learned so much. Again, kind of that concept building on failing upwards. There was lots of overexposed and underexposed photos that came out of that flash photography in the studio. But they also got the they they got the photos where they nailed it too. We played around with gels and we play around with multiple flashes. It was just it was a wonderful experience that really stretched people's skills and made helped us to learn. I have five more things that I want to share with you. I learned from the conference, but I need to quickly thank one of the sponsors for this episode. A lot like going to a photography conference, you can accelerate your photography learning at your own pace by subscribing to improvephotographyplus.com. There's a full three and a half hour photography start course from Jim Harmer that teaches all those same concepts I did in my pre-retreat workshop. If you need help with understanding how to shoot in manual mode, how to choose a good lens, how to do some basic flash and other things, kind of for the first, the beginner to the novice to the hobbyist photographer, any of those levels, that video training would really benefit you. And as of March 1st, 2017, there's a new video training course from Nick Page called Nick's Advanced Landscapes that can help you learn a lot of things that Nick taught during the conference. It's more for the the upper level photographers so that they can do better with their landscape post-processing. Subscribers get immediate access to everything Improved Photography has ever produced over the years, including all that video training, some Lightroom presets, and access to many of the hosts of the podcast on the Improved Photography Network. It's only $19.95 a month to subscribe, and you can start your free trial today by heading over to improvephotographyplus.com. And I want to thank Jim and Improved Photography Plus for making this episode possible. All right, number six. Helping other photographers is so fulfilling and fun. It wasn't just the improved photography staff at the conference that was helping uh, the photographers to improve. Everybody was helping each other. It was so incredible. We'd go out on location shoots. We'd have 20 people with their tripods and their lenses. We'd get in a line and we'd all be helping each other. We didn't have the same cameras. We didn't have the same lenses, but we'd help each other and we'd work with each other to get the shot, get ideas to to just share with each other. It's part of what contributed to my point that I had earlier in number two about having so much fun being around so many photographers. And maybe it's because the improved photography community is such a tight knit and close community that we didn't, it wasn't, uh, the egos weren't there. There were so many willing to help and it was just so much fun to do that. I personally found so much enjoyment out of helping people. I had my 
pre-retreat workshop people that I helped through the week, but I also helped a lot of others. There were many others that I got the opportunity to talk with through the week, and I just loved being able to share with them the, the knowledge that I've gained over the years that I've been working on my photography, and it was just fulfilling and fun. It's something that you can network and build together as you go to conferences. Hopefully, it's at other conferences, there's a similar feeling and vibe, but I know at our improved photography retreat, that feeling is going to be there because that's one of the main goals that we have as we put on these conferences. All right, number seven, my gear is heavy. <laughs> I found out as I dragged it around for four days and nights through downtown Phoenix, deserts full of cactus, hiking up mountains and dragging it through hotel lobbies and rooms and crowded elevators and restaurants and everything, <laughs> transporting it in the car. I brought pretty much all of the gear I own. I brought all of my lenses. I brought my cameras. I brought my light, my tripods. I brought light stands. And it's heavy gear. It's really, really heavy. And, uh, you know, I, I'd gone hiking in Utah, but it would be like a day. I'd have my gear with me or the better part of a day or so. But this was like four days in a row, and it was really, really heavy. I learned that my gear is absolutely very heavy, and there was a lot of it I didn't touch. Now, I've heard that advice before from a lot of people on improved photography that they're, they're used to bringing everything, and then they'll only use like one or two lenses. But I, there were some lenses I didn't touch, but it's because I didn't actually shoot as much as I thought I might at the conference. I spent a lot more of my time helping a lot of other photographers to get the shots that they wanted as they were at the conference. And uh, anyway, I, I loved doing it. I loved being there, but I wasn't there to shoot myself as much as I was to help others. And uh, so I didn't end up shooting as much, which means I didn't use my gear as much, but I did use all, but I think two of the lenses. <laughs> anyway, my gear was very heavy. I'm really glad that I had the backpack I did uh, to, to help me carry that all around. But it was very, very heavy, and I learned how heavy it was <laughs> through the week. All right, number eight, sharing and asking for feedback. On your work with others can be super uncomfortable, but it will help you improve your photography. And I saw this a lot through the week. Uh, we had times where you could go and find someone from the improved photography staff, and you could get a portfolio review with them. And we had some designated hours where that was possible, but we'd also we were also willing to do it a lot during the week at any time. If if one of the hosts or one of the people from Improved Photography was available and didn't have a class they were teaching or something else they were working on, then uh, and we were just kind of hanging around, then people would could approach us and we'd go do a portfolio review. And I really loved that. I loved having people do that. And there were several that I worked with and that I did reviews for that were so nervous to share their work. They weren't sure it was up to the level where it was ready to be shared with somebody. To actually have a photographer go through and critique their work, talk with them about what they were doing, how they were shooting, they were so, so nervous. I could tell there was like this fear and trembling, even though it's just me. I'm just this hobbyist photographer who does photo taco. And I don't think that I'm all that intimidating or shouldn't be that I could see how nervous they were to share their work. And it, I, I think I did a decent job of being able to put them at ease, make them feel like this wasn't the end of the world. And, um, and that it was going to be a beneficial thing for them. And I, and it did most of them. So if that's where you are, if you have never shared your work and done a portfolio review with a photographer, 
it can really help. It can really help you to see if you're on track, see where you're at, what can you do to improve, what are some ideas that you can have. One of the things I found so most helpful for a lot of people that I worked with was to review their settings. As we went through their photos, they usually showed them to me in Lightroom. And we, if you hit the I key a couple times, you can see all of the information about the shutter speed, the aperture, the ISO, the focal length. And I could talk with them about how they were doing. And, and a lot of times the settings were not really what they needed to be for the photo. They still ended up with a, a good photo in many cases. They overcame that. But we, it, was, it was a way for us to be able to talk through a lot better about the different settings that, you, that they were using as they took their photos, along with composition and along with some of the post-processing techniques. So I, I think universally, as I uh, engaged in doing these portfolio reviews, it was something that everyone came away from feeling good about what they had done and also had direction on what it is that they can do in the future, how it is they can continue to improve and get better. And a lot of the advice is advice I need to make sure I use in my own photography. I think if I sat down, if someone sat down with me and we went over my portfolio, there are a whole bunch of the things that I was saying are the same things that would be said of my own work. And I need to continue to keep that in mind as I'm continuing to improve my photography as well. So that was number eight. Number nine, add depth to your photo. So this is the thing that I noticed the most consistently across those portfolio reviews. There was a lot of photos. There were a lot of photos that had really impressive compositions. That part of it didn't seem to be as much of a struggle as it was the photo itself lacked contrast. And that might be hard if you don't know what that means. It, it's really kind of the, the point that you get when you start shooting in RAW. JPEGs kind of do this for you. If you shoot in JPEG, the camera adds contrast to the JPEG on its own because we like that. As people, we enjoy looking at images that have dramatic lighting and a lot of contrast in them. Contrast meaning the difference between the whites and the darks. We like having them be very separated. We like having some really bright parts and some really dark parts in the same photo because that's how we see life in the world anyway. We see really dark things and really light things as we go and look at things. And that makes more compelling photos. And I noticed in a lot of the portfolio reviews that there wasn't anything in a lot of the pictures that was truly black or truly white. So pay attention to contrast in your photos. Look for ways to add depth. Layers and composition is a good way to add depth, making sure that that's there, that you have a clear subject and that it's interesting. That adds depth to your photos. But even making sure that you have a black point set and a white point set so that there's actually true black in the photo and true white in the photo. And you can do that with the black and white sliders in Lightroom. The other thing is notice the saturation of the photo. I saw lots of photos in, and they probably took many of them in the desert while we were down there. But I saw lots of photos of desert scenes where there's these beautiful red rocks that are in the scene and they kind of look brown because the saturation wasn't there enough. And so to me, it looked like that, that contributed to the photo looking like it didn't have enough contrast. It looked a little flat and adding some color 
could really help. Now you can go overboard really easily on saturation. So I'm not saying, you know, boost your saturation by 100 up in Lightroom or even the vibrance, but I'm saying try that out. Try adding a little color, adding a little saturation or a little vibrance, or even if individual colors in the HSL panel on Lightroom, try adding and, and changing the saturation and the luminance of those colors and watch the effect see how it is that you can add more drama, more contrast, more interesting coloring to your photos. Just be careful not to go overboard. So that was number nine, adding depth to your photos. Number 10, improved photography is a group of people who have formed a good community to assist each other in improving as photographers. And I'm not sure that you can find that everywhere. We've built this really fabulous community such a positive experience. I guess it ties in with some of the others we've talked about, failing upwards and so much fun to be around so many photographers and having so many people willing to help each other. But I saw a lot of people that were truly nice to each other, not just related to photography. They looked out for each other in helping them move their gear around, in helping them find places, uh, anything you could think of. People were reaching out and helping each other, and I just was so excited about the community of, that, of improved photography. It was a, a super experience to be able to see that. I felt so uplifted and helped by this experience this week with the improved photography community. All right, I have actually one extra bonus tip before we close up the episode, and I'll tell you what that is in just one second, but this episode is also brought to you by MacFun Luminar. Now, MacFun is taking a really fresh look at post-processing software. It's fast, it's really fun to use, and it's an absolute steal at a regular price of $69. That's the perpetual licensing, which means you don't have any ongoing monthly subscription to pay. It's $69 one-time cost, and you get a really good raw processor that you can do a lot of the same things that you can do in Lightroom in the develop module inside of the MacFun Luminar. It is only for Mac right now. Windows version is coming soon, they tell me, but it speaks right to my hobbyist budget heart. And even better, if you use coupon code PHOTOTACO, so all uppercase, all squashed together, PHOTOTACO, you'll get $10 off, which makes it only $59. And if Luminar is not the thing you want, if maybe you're after their other products like Aurora HDR, you'll also get $10 off when you check out from uh, with that. And uh, head over to macfun.com and check out with coupon code PHOTOTACO to get that $10 off. All right, my last one. I learned so much at this conference. And to improve, it's gonna be even better next year. That's our mantra, right? Improve photography, we improve in everything we do, and the conference is gonna be even better next year. I realize the whole thing is kind of a big, huge ad for the Improved Photography Retreat, but I really did have that much fun at the conference. And I think everyone who was there feels the same way. If you know someone who attended the conference, ask them about it. I think you'll hear a lot of the same things that I just went through. It was a very fabulous experience, and I'm looking forward to seeing some of you in the Charleston Conference next year in 2018. Stay tuned for the details. I hope to see you there. All right, that's it for this episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. As a quick reminder, you can suggest topics for the show through the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash phototaco, through the Instagram by messaging at phototaco podcast or through email where the address is phototacopodcast at gmail.com. No question too basic or too complicated for the show. If I don't know the answer to the question, 
I was seeing about bringing in an expert guest on the show, and I met a number of them at the conference. So look forward to a few more interviews where we're going to have some experts come on the show and talk about some very specific things like we always like to do here on Photo Taco. Don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the Improved Photography Network. We have Portrait Session, we have Tripod, and of course, Improved Photography. Also take time to head over to the mothership that makes all of this possible. Without improvephotography.com, none of this could exist, and you need to go there every day to check out the news, gear, and other photo tip articles that are constantly being updated and written. It is the best way to improve your photography. Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of Improved Photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Olay!